Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Originate from the same spirit. We said by this spirit, uh, the same spirit, there's a word of wisdom, and a word of knowledge, and discerning spirits, and healing, and faith, and working miracles, all by the same spirit with different gifts. Um, these gifts are given to individuals, the, uh, the same passage said. So individuals in the body of Christ are given these different gifts to profit with all, which means to benefit the entire church, not just the individual that possesses the gift. So that's very important. So the gifts are really to bless the entire congregation. And this, is, this point right there that I just made, is key to understanding the difference between speaking in tongues as, as the evidence of receiving, you know, being born of the Spirit, and the gift of tongues. So Paul then goes on to define the gift of tongues and, uh, excuse me, the gifts of the Spirit. And there's nine gifts of the Spirit. And he defined them there. Uh, and we're just going to go right through them. The first one is the word of wisdom. Then the word of knowledge, then faith, then healing, working of miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, divers or different kinds of tongues, and interpretation of tongues. Now there is a there's something very important to understand that a person must first be filled with the Holy Ghost in order to be given and used in any one of these nine gifts. Because without the Holy Ghost, because the Holy Ghost is the Spirit. But, you know, uh, we didn't read verse 13, but verse 13 said, By one Spirit, chapter 12, First Corinthians, By one Spirit are we all baptized into one body. So so the Spirit is the one that uh, is not only our comforter, not only our guide, not only the power to witness, not only to fight the enemy, not only to pray better, and all the stuff we covered in Lesson 1, but it also it administers the gifts of the Spirit uh, as, as, as he feels, uh, you know, that, that he wants to give it to whoever. So we must be filled with the Holy Ghost in order to be used and be given one of these gifts. Okay? Uh, so read 1 Corinthians 12, 28 through 30. Okay? So, so he said, God has set in the church first apostles, prophets, teachers, uh, and then miracles, and then gifts of healing, and helps and governments in different tongues. And, and notice in verse 29, he said, are all apostles? And so the question, the answer to that question would be no, right? All are not apostles. In fact, there was, in fact, there was 12 apostles. And then there was one that came later, whose name was Saul, who changed the name to Paul. He was considered an apostle. So there are apostles in the church, but all the, and uh, so he was saying that the Spirit has all of these offices and these gifts and these uh, ministries, but not all. Not all. He said, are all apostles? No. Are all prophets? No. Are all teachers? No. Are all workers of miracles? No. Have all the gifts of healing? No. Do all speak with tongues? No. Now remember, this is the gift of tongues. So. Do all interpret the gift of tongues? No. So it's different. <laughs> Now, that's why I did that quick little rundown in the beginning, that they all received the Holy Ghost, they all spoke in tongues, 
Uh, and so there, it's a different operation we're talking about here. So just like one of the gifts of the Spirit is the gift of faith, right? But we don't all have the gift of faith. In fact, all of you have faith in God, but you don't all have the gift of faith. Well, what is the gift of faith? It is a supernatural gift of uh, ex, ex, you know, a, a faith that excels typical faith, you know, to believe God for great things, and it's a gift that God uses, not for the individual, but to bless the church as a whole. So, we all have faith, and we should, the Bible says, to every man's given a measure of faith, and without faith it's impossible to please him. Without faith you wouldn't be at church today, without faith you wouldn't, you know, receive any answers to prayer. So we all have faith, but we all don't have the gift of faith. So, so try to show us what the, what the difference is. Uh, and, you know, and, you know, maybe we've all been healed uh, at one point or another since we've been walking with God, but we, we don't all have the gift of healing. The gift of healing is given to certain ones, and I've seen it over the years, where uh, a person, uh, you know, it's usually, you know, it's not necessarily a minister, but it can be, uh, will come through, and, you know, almost everybody they lay their hands on gets healed. And that person might have come up and got prayed for, you know, umpteen times before then, and didn't get healed for some reason, but then someone with the gift of healing, boom, 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 just because it's a gift that God gave that person, but it wasn't, you know, to go start a big crusade and, and have a big name, it was to bless the church, to bless the people. These gifts are to edify and lift up the church. So, so in that same vein, we will all speak in tongues as evidence of receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost, but we do not all have the gift of tongues. Okay, and I'm, I'm going to explain this a little bit more as we go on. So out of all the nine gifts of the Spirit, none are dependent on the other except for the last two. Okay, so the other ones can stand alone, but the gifts of tongues and interpretation go hand in hand like hand in glove. They, they have to accompany each other. You can't have one without the other. Um, and so it's kind of like a package deal. When the gift of tongues goes forth, it should always be interpreted with the gift of the interpretation of tongues. Okay? Because remember, they are to bless the church. And you might say, well, you know, I've heard people speaking in tongues during worship service. I've heard people speaking in tongues during altar service. You know, maybe... You know, uh, during uh, a prayer service on Tuesday nights, when we have it in the case, like, uh, I, uh, or Thursday nights, excuse me, we used to have Tuesday night prayer. Uh, I've heard people speaking in tongues, and I, and I haven't, I, you know, I don't know what they're saying, and, uh, you know, I, I didn't hear any interpretation, so are they messed up? Are they going wrong? No, because that's not the gift of tongues. So it doesn't need to be interpreted, and we're going to, we'll, we'll look into this. Uh, to me, this is as clear as the moonlight out, you know, uh, uh, out in the desert with the sea. You can see every star. Uh, I, I will tell you that these four lessons that uh, that I'm teaching, not that I don't believe everything I, I preach, but I, I believe this, you know, gospel message, this salvation plan, this born-again experience, amen, from the top of my three-haired head, scalp down to the bottom of my feet. Amen. And I'll go to I'll go to my grave saying that this this is you know the Bible plan you know and, it, and we, I think we've made a compelling case and effort here um, and you can uh, we haven't put them up yet but all four of these lessons.
and we'll be up on the, on the podcast on the website. So if you, if you wanted to kind of re-listen to them, get more notes or whatever, you know, feel free. Um, so, so Paul gives us more insight into the difference between the two types of speaking in tongues in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. So read 1 Corinthians 14 verse 2 and then skip to verse 4. Okay, so he who speaks in an unknown tongue doesn't speak unto men, but speaks unto God. Okay, so wait, wait a minute. I thought that every one of the nine gifts was given to individuals to profit and benefit the group. So if I'm not speaking unto men, but unto God, uh, that means this is talking about a different aspect of speaking in tongues, which is the first and more common variety, which is associated with the sound of someone being born of the Spirit. Because, you know, because no man understands them. And I've had a lot of people ask me, like, hey, do you understand what you're saying? And I go, nope. Never have, never will. And, uh, well, that's weird. And I go, yep, it's different. But it's awesome. You know why? Because he that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself. The word edifies means lifts himself up, blesses himself. It's awesome, you know. Don't knock it till you try it kind of thing is what I say. Amen. And so, you know, so he speaks not unto men. So he's not even speaking to the church. He's speaking unto It's between me and God. That's my personal experience with God, my salvation, my blessing, you know, that I'm going to, I'll do it when I praise Him, I'll do it when I pray, you know, I'll do it when I'm driving or whatever I want to do it, you know, because it's a beautiful thing, you know, and no man understands Him, how be it the Spirit speaks mysteries, you know, but it's between, you know, it's, it edifies that person, so that's for self-edification, so it's totally opposite from what we said no, these gifts are to profit the body, not the individual, uh, the body of Christ. So this type of tongues is the initial ongoing evidence of the Holy Ghost living inside of a person. It's also our personal prayer and praise language that blesses us, uplifts us personally, and it's for our benefit and our benefit alone, it's for nobody else. Okay, so that's, that's that. Uh, at read 1 Corinthians 14, 14. All right, so there again, he just kind of reiterates, I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays, uh, but my understanding is unfruitful because I'm not understanding what I'm saying, but I'm feeling it, and maybe, you know, because we we're not going to cover this verse, but if you, uh, you know, we talked about chapter 12, and we skipped to chapter 14. What's in between 12 and 14? Of course, it's 13, right? But chapter 13, verse 1 is the love chapter, right? Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and have not love or charity, I'm like a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. I'm like, you know, I'll grab the sticks and, you know, take over for Jess right now, and I'll just beat these cymbals until you guys put your earplugs in and run out the back door, and you'll be going, ah, clanging, I can't take it. And, he, and so, uh, of course, he was what he was talking about was, hey, you know, you can say we speak, you say we speak in tongues, and we can say we give to the poor, and we can say we help people, but if I don't, if it's not motivated by love, all that doesn't give me any brownie points with God. The love of God has to be the motivating factor. But that verse one, that do I speak with the tongues of men and of angels? So you don't even know. We don't know what the tongues of angels are. We don't know the tongues of men. There's so many dialects, and, and there's been so many cases and testimonies and uh, people that I've heard. You know, when they go to foreign countries, amen, and, and like uh, one missionary from the United States, or actually one preacher from the United States pastor uh, went to an African country one time, 
uh, and uh, the missionary was invited him, and so uh, you know they they had the service, and you know these people didn't speak English, and they had to have an interpreter for the preaching and all that stuff. And uh, this particular pastor from the U.S. he didn't he spoke only English, and he didn't speak their native tongue. But he just went and he prayed for this young girl uh, that was you know just a young teenager, and just laid his hands on and prayed for her, and she just you know and he didn't think anything of it at the time. She lifted her hands. And she just began to speak, you know, and just and and, and, uh, and just began to praise God. And he totally understood her. And he was just thinking nothing of it, like, "Wow, this is fantastic! She's worshiping God and all that stuff." And he just moved on. And uh, and the missionary came and said, "Mirror." And he goes, "You see her, you know?" And he goes, "Yeah." And he goes, "She doesn't know a word of English. Never spoke English. She doesn't know one word of English. She's speaking perfect English right now. Well, she's speaking in the tongues of another language. God's using that." You know, and it's kind of like on the day of Pentecost in chapter 2, when they were speaking in tongues, remember the day of Pentecost was the feast of Pentecost, everybody was in town from all these other countries, so they spoke not only Hebrew, but the, the, the tongue of their nation, and so these 120 in the upper room came speaking in tongues down in the, the uh, staircase, and it, it says, wow, we're astonished, we're hearing these people speaking in our native tongue, and we know that these guys are local Jewish people that only know Hebrew. So it's amazing. Now, some tongues cannot be, you know, understood by maybe anybody, you know, on earth, because there's tongues of angels and tongues of men. So our understanding is unfruitful, and we shouldn't worry about like, man, I don't understand this. It doesn't matter. Just go with it. Go with the flow is what I say. So are we supposed to understand the tongues we speak? No. Are the tongues we speak supposed to be interpreted? No. When it comes to the personal experience of the Holy Ghost and prayer and praise and all that stuff. Now the gift of tongues, on the other hand, is given to certain individuals to benefit and profit, like I said, the entire group. Read 1 Corinthians 14, 5. We're going to read it in the, in the uh, in English Standard Version, and then I'm going to have you read it in the Good News Bible, so just stay standing there. Mario. Okay, and put Good News Bible Version. Now it's the same it's the same Holy Spirit that's given us the ability to speak in the first type of tongues that gives us the ability, if He so chooses, to give us uh, the gift of tongues. It's the same Spirit, you know, giving us the ability to do this. But He's saying uh, that when it comes to uh, the church, when it comes to public speaking or public, like, like if some, if I call on somebody. Uh, one of you to stand and give a testimony and you just give it all in tongues and then you sit down and then we all just go oh, that was nice but didn't do nothing for me let's move on seriously that's what Paul's saying he goes you know I would rather that you just proclaim the God's message you know you know in testimony and over the pulpit and you know in, in a public discourse in the church setting that you know uh in, in your, your native tongue so that everybody's blessed. You know, unless there's someone present that can explain so the whole church may be helped. The gift of, uh, of the spirits, uh, the gifts of the Spirit to help the church. Amen. So the gift of tongues basically is to be always interpreted so the church may be blessed. Without the interpretation, the church will not be blessed. Okay? So if I get up on Sunday and I'll, you know, never have and I never will do it, but if I get up on Sunday 
And I, you know, just for my sermon, I just started speaking in tongues. And then, like, you would go, ah, oh, well, you get blessed, you know. And then, you know, when you got, like, five, ten minutes into it, like,
That right there is both types of tongues in the same situation. And so, so if any man speak in an unknown tongue, now it's talking about the gift of tongues in this, okay? It said, let it be by two or at the most three. And what that means is, and, and, I, and I've heard and I've seen it, where there'll be like, uh, and a lot of times the tongues of interpretation will come like where God wants to put like an exclamation point on something. I, I've seen it many times like right after a sermon or whatever, and God just wants to say like a big amen to what was just preached. And so there'll be kind of a hush, you know, because remember the Spirit is one governing this. So people that have the Spirit will just feel like, you know, hey, something's going to happen here. And then there'll be a, a, a message in tongues. And then, you know, and then it, it could possibly be a second message in tongues. And up to a third one, it says, let it be by two or the most three, but let one interpret. I never said, I never heard more than one interpretation. I've heard two or three tongues. And, uh, and it's, it's an interpretation. So, and, I, and it's been very interesting because uh, there can be three messages in tongues, and then, like, the interpretation is pretty brief. And, you know, like, these three messages in tongues were, you know, maybe, you know, a couple minutes there, and then a minute there, and then, like, three minutes there. And it was, like, a minute interpretation. I'm like, I think, like, what's going on? And now, notice, it's not, a, it's not a word-for-word translation. It's an interpretation. Because it's, you know, and you say, well, why does God doing this? Why, why can't he just come out and say it in English, you know, whatever? Hey, God's the boss, you know. I'm just telling you, I'm just the mailman here. I'm just telling you what he says. That's the way it is. Then he says something interesting. But if there be no interpreter, let that person keep silent in the church and let him speak to himself and to God because that's really what everybody has. Himself and God, that's that first kind. That's that one. And, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind when I read that verse is like, how am I supposed to know if there's an interpreter in this place? You know? Am I supposed to have the gift of discerning the spirits along with this <laughs> before I do this? Right? How am I supposed to know? You know? Well, you don't always know. And that's why there'll be times where it appears to be like a message in tongues, something that goes above the typical worship and prayer, and, you know, and then people kind of like, kind of listen and wait and whatever, because they're kind of waiting for interpretation, and then interpretation never comes. And then people kind of, you know, shifting from one side to another, like, something's, you know, what's going on here? Uh, but because sometimes that, that person doesn't know if there's an interpreter there, possibly. You know, and I will tell you that just like anything in Christianity, we got to learn how to do stuff. You know, the more you pray, the better at It's like the more you shoot free throws, like these pro guys, they probably should practice more. Some of them just, you know, throw bricks up there. But the more you shoot free throws, the better, higher percentage you're going to be. The more you pray, the better at prayer you'll get, the better at understanding that that's the voice of God and what's going on. And the more you read the Bible, the more you'll understand about God and His Word. And the more you talk to people about God, the better off you'll you'll better and you'll at it you'll get. And the more you understand about the gifts of the Spirit and be used in that, the more you'll know when it's time to like just between you and God, and it's time to proclaim a message. It just comes with you know. And again, I said I haven't done so. I don't know. I'm just you know going from what I, I heard and what the Bible says. Uh, and so there are times when people uh, are. 
you know, really exuberant and really feel like a power. And so they just like belt it out, you know, you know, five octaves higher than everybody else. And then people think, whoa, that's a message coming or whatever. But maybe not. So just so you know, like when something like that happens, this is, this could be the situation, you know, you know, and it's not like, hey, what's going on here? It, it, everything's fine. You know, nothing has to be exactly, you know, hey, it's all good. You know, we're, we're, we're just going to enjoy the Lord, you know, and we'll just, hey, you know, interpret it. I'm just going to just be, you know, lower it down and be mean God again. My edification. You know, no one's going to understand it, but nobody else is going to it, just me. And that's kind of like the difference. So you see that it's clearly delineated, you know, uh, in especially chapter 14. So I'm coming to a close. Is there any questions? Yes, Jessica. Anybody else? Question. All right. Oh, that was the Holy Ghost. In four short weeks. Amen. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast. And may God bless you.